Okay. Well, welcome. We're on. Welcome to another episode of Amazing Individuals, uh, where we talk to individuals with intellectual disabilities and people that support them. On today's episode, Kurt and I will be talking to Coach Matt Nelson. He coaches multiple sports, including powerlifting and track. Hi, Matt, and welcome to our show. Well, hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me today. And I see you're there with your husband, Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Hi. I just saw him yesterday at powerlifting practice. So yep. hopefully he, you, are you getting some good rest today, Kurt? Oh, yeah. We He's worked it pretty to. hard. Mm-hmm. Well, good. <laughs> so um, could you tell our listeners first, like, where you um, are from or if you're originally from Chicago or? Sure can. I'm originally from uh, Northwest Iowa, a little small town called Alta, A-L-T-A is spelled. It's uh, such a small town. There's no stoplight. Uh, Nowadays, there's no grocery store. Uh, It's only about 1,700 people. So very, very small rural Iowa. Uh, After I graduated high school, I went to the University of Iowa in Iowa City for four, well, I guess four and a half years. And then I've been living in Chicago since 1993. So almost half my life I've lived in Chicago, but originally from Iowa. Uh, you're, well, that's just like your sister, right? Yep. Your, your mm-hmm. sister lives, his sister lives in a sm- really small town in what, downstate? Yep. Yeah. So they only have like, don't, I don't, they only have, I don't even think they have a grocery store, do they? No. <laughs> so just a small coffee small shop. Towns are a good to grow up. So, but, uh, when you went so go ahead and answer your question. Okay. Um, how did you get involved with Special Olympics and how many years have you been involved with the uh, organization? I have to look at my notes here. <laughs> okay. So I originally got involved with Special Olympics because first, my uh, younger sister, she has Down syndrome. So she competed in Special Olympics uh, probably for about 10 years. She started out when she was six or seven and competed until she was about 13 or 14 years old, I believe. Uh, Then she started to get issues with her hips. So she had to retire. But uh, then I went off to uh, college and kind of got, got away from it. And then back in 2009, I was thinking, I just want to get involved with Special Olympics again. So I called Special Olympics Illinois and said, how do I get involved as just a regular person? And they said, where do you live? I said, Chicago. And at the time, uh, to work with the Chicago organizations, you really did need to be a part of the teaching staff. That might have changed now, but back then it wasn't. And they said, well, the closest agency is Evanston. Next thing you know, I call up Evanston. I talk to a guy called Leonard Woodson, mm-hmm. who you guys know very well. He's mm-hmm. our head coach for uh, Evanston Special Recreation. So then I volunteered um, at track and field and perhaps a couple other sports, but I think it was primarily track and field. Did that for about a year to maybe a year and a half and just loved it. Continued, you know, I probably would still be volunteering, but I guess I made a good impression on Coach Leonard that he actually offered me a position. And now I've been with uh, ESR, Evanston Special Recreation, for 11, 
going on 12 years. So I'm the assistant to Leonard. So I guess I'm the assistant head coach mm-hmm. uh, and I love it. Well, that's good. We're glad, we're glad to have you. Yep. So. Yeah. I've known you guys for how long? Six, seven, probably seven, probably right? seven. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause you, I did it. I'd say I had my next surgery in 2013 and I joined in 2014. So yeah, since 2014. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, what is your favorite co- favorite sport to coach? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> on any given night, it would be the sport I'm coaching. Uh, but truly, I think track and field. And the reason I think I love track and field so much is I competed myself track and field in high school. And then I was lucky enough to uh, walk on the team at the University of Iowa for, Iowa for about a year and a half. and then. Um, Injured myself, had some terrible shin splints, which didn't allow me to be very competitive at the collegiate level, but I have always loved track and field. So, and it's such a, I wouldn't say it's an easy sport to coach, but it's an easy sport to do. Uh, very little equipment's needed. Everybody can walk, everybody can run, uh, everybody can be in a wheelchair. So literally just involves getting your body moving in a certain direction or jumping or throwing. So. Yeah. And then also powerlifting is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's one of the newer sports I've been coaching. And um, again, it's a very easy sport to start, but there's a lot of technique involved and you can always, you're always improving and getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So I think that's probably my second favorite. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. What? What do you like best about coaching Special Olympics in, in Evanston Special, Special Recreation? Mm, you mean you guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I really like about working with uh, Evanston Special Recreation particularly is it's a family. Mm-hmm. Smaller agency, there's that have hundreds of athletes. Uh, at any given time, I think we only have maybe 30, 40, 50 athletes that we're pulling from. Uh, the people I work with are very hardworking athletes. I think they put in a lot of effort to improve on their sports. They also, one of the downfalls, I think, of Evans Special Recreation, and maybe that's because uh, Leonard and maybe myself are doing such a good job, is that we have a lots of multi sport athletes, meaning our athletes do powerlifting and track and football and swimming. So we have lots of athletes doing two or three different sports at a time, which is great, keeps them very busy. But as a coach, it makes it a little more difficult because it's hard to uh, specialize and really concentrate on one sport at a time. Uh, Secondarily, a lot of times our athletes are very tired because they're working out three, four, five, six days a week when we would like them to take a day off between that. But yeah, that's also a good part about Special Olympics. It's not just about competing. It's about living a uh, healthier life and getting off the couch, moving your body, meeting new people. So I think it really does help us, particularly Evanston Special Recreation, that we do have people trying. They try all our sports when we first introduce them, and then we're, they're usually doing one or two or more uh, all the way through their career. 
Yeah, and I think that's so, what so, you like, right? Sort of like what I did when 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 I first started because I, I I did eight sports and and um you know that that took me back a lot of years, but now I'm you know only down to uh, two or three. Right, and it, at at any age you can pick up a new sport. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in particular, yeah, Kurt here he just started powerlifting two years ago, two or three, yeah. and um. Yes, right now, Kurt, your your mobility is limited a little bit because you have a knee injury. Mm-hmm. So we're just doing bench press. But again, there are people around the world who only bench press. So mm-hmm. again, it, it's a great opportunity to keep active and stay strong. So, yeah. so um, in the summer of 2018, you were honored to be one of the track coaches um, in Seattle for nationals. Um, could you kind of tell us how that what that experience was like and maybe what our favorite memory was? I sure can. Um, it was amazing. Uh, it was quite an honor. So yeah, back in 2018, but we really have to go back to 2016 or 17. So it's a multi-year process. First, you have to apply to be a coach. That takes about a year prior to the games. And then you keep your fingers crossed and Hope you get selected. And then I was lucky enough and had the honor of being selected of one of the three, only three uh, track and field coaches in the whole state of Illinois to be part of the team. I was one of the assistant head coaches. Um, And then about a year prior to the games, we had a meeting in Bloomington. We met all the athletes, me as a uh, track and field athlete, specifically met my team. I think there's maybe 12 athletes. And then for the next three to four months, we had uh, a training camp. We spent a week with all our athletes in, again, Bloomington at the uh, Illinois State University, working on the sports, uh, introducing javelin and shot put to some of our other athletes uh, that had never done them before. And then I think for about three months, then we got together I, in one of the suburbs, we uh, uh, got together and worked out indoors. And yeah, just amazing experience first getting to know these people and then flash to 2018. So just amazing um, honor, such an experience. We walked into the stadium, there's 30, 40,000 people all cheering, you know, for the athletes, the athletes particular, but I would like to think they were maybe cheering for me a little bit, right? (laughs) (laughs) I got to high five Tim Shriver. And then just the experience of coaching was so much fun because we had a lot of athletes that did have quite a bit of success at the Olympics. We brought home quite a few gold medals, silvers. We had athletes having never done perhaps a 400 and they went on and ran their personal best and were competing against some of the best athletes in the uh, country. Also, it was so much fun meeting all of these other athletes from the other 49 states. Uh, In particular, I got to know this uh, little sprinter from Hawaii, and I'm still a Facebook friend with her. And um, yeah, I I would love to do it again. Uh, That, yeah. Any specific questions, but it was a real honor to be selected and for have the the people downstate to put their uh, trust in me because again, more than just coaching, uh, we were with the athletes 24 seven. So I'm making sure that everyone is eating well, not eating too much, having fun, 
not getting sick if they got sick, making them uh, get healthy. Um, And and yeah, just coffee. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not too much coffee, not too much candy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a real hands on coach. So I was running around like a crazy man uh, because we have to make sure our athletes get to the right place. Uh, Oh, I do want to mention one thing. Um, at the, at the USA games, Re, was it Reebok? No, it was Brooks. So Brooks shoes had, um, an event going on where they were doing, uh, fittings for shoes. And I was super proud. It took a lot of effort because not only is track, um, every day for the most part, but where we had to get our shoe fittings was a long ways away. So long story short, Coach Matt made sure all of our athletes got over, were fitted, and got a free pair of Brooks shoes. In a, in addition to compete or uh, taking part of the in the health fair that was going on there, so that was just a great way to cap off the whole experience is to get a free pair of shoes, right? Yeah, you were just happy to be nominated, right? Yeah, yeah. When I look, and back, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, it just just to be known or to be selected from all of the athletes that compete. Do you know, Lisa, like, for instance, how many athletes we have in Illinois? Is it in I, the thousands? Yeah, I think it's like I know it's like over like 22,000 now. So I think it's it like, is. Yeah. Wow. OK. Yeah. And again, and, uh, the and number of athletes that are selected are maybe 60 or so. And yeah, the coaches are even less. Well, when you were when you were nominated, it was like. There was 14 people for that one mm-hmm. slot. Okay. Yeah, from what we understand. And I know they're starting to start up the pro- they're starting to start they're starting up the process of selecting a team for the 20 next year. 22 games. Yeah. Where is that going to be again, Lisa? Orlando. Do you know? Orlando. Orlando. Okay. So actually in we already have it set where if for some odd reason we don't like if we don't get picked to compete, we're still going to go down and uh, help and volunteer and Oh, that's great. Yeah. Good. Um, that way we I haven't heard anything, but uh, if they're thinking of putting my name in the hat again, I certainly would accept. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you'd be good at it. So, yeah. So, Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, what have you gained from coaching and being a part of Special Olympics? And what is one of your favorite Special Olympics memory? Ooh. What have I gained? Sense of community. Again, back before I was involved with Special Olympics, I was working at a desk job and staring at a computer all day and not really interacting with persons um, and being brought into the Special Olympics community. I just had all of these people looking uh, at me for uh, guidance. so yeah, the sense of community I think is the biggest one, and my favorite Special Olympics memory. I know exactly what it is, and I remember coming home and telling my girlfriend about it and my other coaches. And I, I'm not going to name the person, but um, I'm a pretty athletic guy, so usually I can learn these sports pretty quickly. And since we're coaching people that perhaps have never done the sports before, maybe I'm a little better at them at first, but I was coaching an athlete in powerlifting person had never done it before. And before you know it, this person was lifting more weight than I could ever imagine doing. 
So that was just a great sense of accomplishment for me and humbling too, that this I've helped shape this person into becoming such a strong athlete that they're now doing things I couldn't even imagine doing. So that was just a great memory. And uh, I'll always cherish that. And hopefully there's more um, times that that will happen. But yeah, I still remember at the Special Olympic meet at state, I was like, how much did they lift? Whoa, it was amazing because I think I wasn't actually there at the time because I was also coaching track and field. But for that, but I had been working with that person pretty closely and wow, they just blew me away with their effort. That's your, is that your, that's your favorite sport, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, if you could give any advice to people on how to interact with um, individuals with intellectual disabilities, uh, what would it be? Hmm. I would say talk to them like you would just any other person, um, which is sometimes hard to do. A lot of times a person with intellectual disability may not look like yourself or might look a little different. And oftentimes they might have a communication disability. They may not be able to converse like you or I do. Oh, I lost my headphone there. Um, but I think if you just treat them like you would a normal person, and what I mean is, can you still hear me? Mm -hmm. Okay. Talk, um, listen, truly listen to what they're saying. All right. Be interested. First of all, I think you should be interested if you're talking to a person, uh, secondarily, um, make sure that you don't complete their sentences or their thoughts. I made that mistake one time because sometimes if a person does have a dis, um, difficulty con communicating, I as a coach will be like, oh, you mean so-and-so. And I really would recommend to people, be patient, let them say what they mean to say. And um, they might say, help me out with this. Mm. But in general, also, here's another pointer that I have. Uh, whenever I'm working with a person in a wheelchair, I love to go down onto one knee and get at their level. Um, first of all, I have a little hearing issues, so it helps me get closer to hearing them. But secondarily, most of the time, these people are always looking up, you know, at the rest of the world. So I think it's really great to be able to get on that eye level with an athlete and, you know, really have that heartfelt uh, communication. So, yeah, listen, take your time. Oh, also, don't be afraid to call their BS. <laughs> and what do I mean by that is, again, person with a, an intellectual disability, they're just like you and I, but, you know, they have difficulties to do certain things. So if I have an athlete come into the gym and say, okay, today I'm going to coach, I'm going to lift a thousand pounds, I'll say, no, you're not, <laughs> and bring them down to earth in a fun way. Yeah. But again, you, you want to be realistic about the world around, around you and themselves. So, you know, I'm, I never have an issue calling BS with an athlete. Yeah. Or they say they can't do something and, you know, right. They can. Same thing. A yeah. lot of time it's out of fear mm -hmm. or they just have never done it before. And there's a lot of self doubt. 
That was like so, that. That was like that in the beginning two years ago. Powerlifting. Powerlifting, yeah. but now it's like a, I'm so used to it now, and I always concentrate. It's always good to, you know, to um, pay attention and listen. Uh huh. You don't if you yeah. don't listen if you don't listen to commands, then something's gonna go wrong. And break it down into steps. I like to exactly. You know, That's what I do. I'm teaching a new sport. We need to do mm -hmm. these three things. For instance, on the deadlift. Put your feet, place your hands, move your body, something like that. And focus. Focus is real important. Because if Huge. you don't focus, you're, you, you don't listen to commands, then, um, you know, it's, you know you, you, that's the one thing that's real important for me when, when I'm doing the power lifting. Because I always wait until I hear it. Listen to the, what they in the zone. Say. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best yeah, thing. sometimes us, us coaches do know what we're talking about, so you might want to listen to what we're what? saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, that goes directly into our next question. Mm -hmm. uh, what sport would you like to see our team add, if any? Mm. Well, I saw this sport out in Seattle, so I know other states do it. I've been doing it for about 10 years. The answer is cycling or bicycle racing. And the reason I say that is it's a great way for a person to perhaps get in shape, lose weight without putting a lot of stress on their body, without running. A lot of people could do that swimming, but swimming uh, takes a pool. The only downfall, it does require a bicycle. Not everyone has a bicycle, but... Uh, I such enjoyed my experience with cycling, uh, going really fast on a bicycle and feeling the wind go through your face. And um, with not a lot of preparation, well, without a lot of practice, you're able to get to a pretty high level of uh, accomplishment on the bicycle. The only be hard to find a place to practice safely. Yeah, my I I know I was uh, one of my one of my friends is um one of my friends does it from uh, where is he oh yeah one of my friends does it from Maryland oh okay yeah so and he really enjoys it and there's a couple other ones that I've met through our athlete leadership program that um <laughs> you know that they say they really enjoy it but then you know I know some other people are you know want to have what is it they've mentioned like a softball team or like have had them do like a soccer team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity for new sports to be introduced. But again, like I was saying earlier, so many of our athletes uh, do multiple sports and there are only so many coaches where we literally are running out of days to uh, introduce a new sport because four to five days of the week, we're already coaching multiple sports anyway. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So but I'm sure there's something new coming down the pipe here. <laughs> well, I, I hope so. Because it would probably be interesting just to have. Plus, we it's like I know at least for us that it gives us an opportunity. Even with the athlete leadership stuff, it gives us an opportunity to meet new people and mm -hmm. meet new athletes, and probably gives you guys a chance to meet new coaches and you know exactly. So, but but yeah, so but yeah, so it's really like I said, it's. You know, it's really fun to do multiple sports, though, and it's always fun to meet all the uh, coaches, you know, so like even with you guys and then um, 
I know you had a hard time at first adjusting from what Carlton to Leonard, right? Yeah. Because I can sit because with me and with Carlton would always, you know, because I've had him for so many years as a coach. And and then and then when Leonard because Leonard was assistant coach before, you know, with um, with Carlton, I wasn't used to it. But now it's like I, I, I really like Leonard now because he's he's more on when he doesn't, you know, like when it comes down to uh, the um, um, a week before the tournament, you know, we've got we've got to get this down. So no horse playing around that 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 especially in, in powerlifting, because if you don't if you play around it, you don't want to get hurt in powerlifting because that's a really dangerous sport. So, yeah, what I guess I forgot to say earlier, but again, one of the uh, things I really like about ESR Evanston, we're pretty good. We're pretty competitive. So, you know, especially at the track track meet, I always love uh, when we're not in a pandemic, it always seems like we're right. the last people in the stands, the athletes, because we're cheering on our athlete because mm -hmm. we're competing in every event. We're I, yeah, people are always talking about, oh, Evanston, you guys are so good. You don't do so many sports, but yeah, I think we, I don't know if we try harder, but we, we try pretty hard. I do miss my, but, but I do miss my running days for, you know, when I used to do the 50 and hundred, I do miss, I do miss that. But, you know, now that I've been doing it for such a long time, I'm, I'm, I'm used to the walking now. So Perfect. And right. Yeah. Right now we're doing what's called the virtual track and field yeah, and, and, and competition. Like so, you know, I'm, I'm not rushing, but I'm building my stuff yeah. up, building myself up to it. So, yeah. And then we have what the track meet next weekend. Yep. So, yeah. A week from today, we'll yeah. be doing our track meet. Yep. Yeah. So, well, mm -mm. well thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Well, um, thank you. We really do appreciate it. So um, we look forward to having you as a coach for many, hopefully many years to come. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Many more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that wraps up another episode of Amazing Individuals. We hope you enjoyed uh, our conversation with our coach, Matt Nelson. And before we, before we end today, we would like to remind you to make sure you get your vaccine if you haven't got your COVID vaccine. And just to remind people that even though you have, people have an intellectual disability, they're just like everybody else. So thank you and stay healthy and, and stay safe. And stay safe. So. Stay safe. Yes. <laughs> Wash your hands. Yep. Exactly. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> right.